Oh, hey, Antonio, we're gonna get a hot chicken driver. She's got a nice legs. All right, welcome to another Indecorous podcast. Purveyors of fat, farce, and fucked up history joining this futile quest for knowledge. Have a laugh, learn a fact, and try out all our super safe and decorous life hacks. As always, we have Carlos. That's me. Bobby. Yo. And this week, we have comedian Mike Stewart joining us. Hey. And I'm Ian. I'll be your drunk driver through this collision course of nonsense. All right, our lead topic this week, everybody. Talk about getting off. An Australian man accused of breaking and entering to fulfill another man's sexual fantasy was found not guilty recently after the sexual encounter went horribly wrong. So this is one of those classic cases of man breaks into house to do something crazy and then the law is just like, we don't give a shit. So Bobby's got the headline here. A judge in New South Wales recently cleared Terence Leroy of all charges stemming from an incident where he was hired to carry out a stranger's sexual fantasy of being kidnapped and tied up while clad in his underpants. The only problem with the consensual adult fun was that Leroy broke into the wrong house. Oh, goddamn. (laughs) This is like those cases that we're dealing with now with the cops that fucking break into the wrong stash house and shit and then shoot up the place. There's one right now, I can't remember her name, but she was like an EMT. Brianna Taylor. There you go. Yeah, say her name. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I thought I did. Oh, yeah. Okay, never mind. So, (laughs) yes. So, basically, the cops raided her house, and, of course, her boyfriend was like, holy shit, people are breaking into our house. So, he pulled out a gun, and then they just fucking shot them up. Yeah. And plus, I think that's that whole no-knock warrant, which to me is like, yeah, who came up with that idea? We're not going to announce we're the police before we kick in the door with guns blazing. Like, how could that possibly go wrong? Yeah, exactly. What's going to go wrong in America when you show up in somebody's house with a gun? (laughs) (laughs) I will say, though, that this is pretty ballsy. Even if they had done it in the actual house to pull off the whole, all right, you're going to break into my house and then you're going to pretend to kidnap me and tie me up i mean i guess that's the whole thing yeah dude consensual fun with adults i have a hard time just even taking the initiative with choking you know what i mean (laughs) (laughs) like i'm scared enough just to even try that let alone fucking this whole rigmarole. But so anyway, in other words, you have your vanilla in the bed, Carlos. You don't have any fun kinks. Yeah, because I don't want to go to jail. <laughs> <laughs> so the home's occupant, the home's occupant, was on his way to use the bathroom when he heard noise, but assumed it was his friend who came by each day to make coffee. Which was his like, particular kink. Yeah, that's, that's how he got off. <laughs> <laughs> the victim yelled out. Dark roast, baby. Yeah. <laughs> Dark roast. <laughs> the victim yelled out, bugger off, it's too early. Now, is this a real person? Or is it, <laughs> Maybe it's English. Dude, UK. Yeah. It's UK. Australia. I thought yeah, it was Australia. Australian. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Duh. <laughs> It was a cartoon, apparently, that was the victim. (laughs) Bugger off, it's too early. But turned on his nightlight after hearing someone asking first for a safe word, then for the name of the man waiting for the kinky roleplay. The victim then turned on a light and saw two men dressed in leather S&M gear carrying machetes. (laughs) 
standing next to his bed. Well, yeah, how could that go wrong? Hold on. It said it said the guy was hired, which means somebody issued a business license for this setup. Uh, no, not, yeah, not, not that professional. More of like a, you find a friend on the internet, on a man-seeking man for S- uh, Is this what Angie's list is all about? <laughs> I was going to say he got really, really bad Yelp reviews that week. <laughs> yeah. I wouldn't, like, even if this was my sexual fantasy, I wouldn't even know where to go at this point to fucking try to get this to happen. But could you imagine you're eating your Cheerios or whatever, and then a couple of random dudes just smash out your window in full leather daddy attire. This is either the best day of your life or you're getting murdered. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. And again, so much can go wrong. Like, if this were to happen in America, somebody breaks in carrying machetes. <laughs> but so oh much can God. go right, Bobby. Always the optimist. You got to think about it like... The fun could just happen. So despite the traumatic event, the victim learned that Lady Justice can be quite the whore. During the trial, Leroy's attorney successfully argued that the whole mishap arose from a commercial agreement to tie up and stroke a semi-naked man (laughs) in his underpants with a broom. He was even able to provide a signed contract. This evidence invalidated the prosecution's argument that these men intended to intimidate while armed with an offensive weapon. (laughs) <laughs> i guess the lesson is if you're going to be a burglar and steal people's televisions just always keep a dildo with you and if you see, <laughs> if you see a human in the house you just ask for the safe word <laughs> yeah i think if that was my fantasy instead of hiring somebody to do that the way i would handle it is to just uh die unfulfilled <laughs> <laughs> Oh, my God. I I dated a girl years ago. I don't know if this is TMI, but after we've been dating for a while, we were, like, talking about any, like, weird stuff or whatever, and uh, she actually sort of floated the idea out there that she wanted to have sex while I, like, held a gun to her head. Oh, wow. And uh, I was like, uh, well... That's a first. <laughs> like I didn't even know that was a thing. But secondly, no, I'm not doing that. <laughs> like, aside from any possible mishaps, I swear to God, I checked it three times. I thought it was unloaded. Like, <laughs> like I don't want to get into it. What if, like, what if I like it? Like, that's one of those things. Oh, man. You know what I mean? Like, I, like I would rather never know if that is a thing that I could be into because if. I then get turned on by that, then now I'm stuck with that for the rest of my life. Like, yeah, hey, then yeah. you got to point a gun at a woman's head to fucking come. Right. Or like bring that up to like any future like girlfriend or whatever. You know, it yeah, all started and- when I dated so-and-so, like she got me into it. Yeah, I, and you know what? Eventually, the handgun's not going to be enough, so you're going to have to get a shotgun, a shotgun, <laughs> and then a fucking M16. Flamethrower. Right. Eventually, you're pointing a bazooka <laughs> to her face. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I think this is one instance where it's perfectly appropriate to kink shame somebody. <laughs> is, this that, is this that same girl that had the tattoo guns pointing at her vag? Oh, my God. <laughs> Yes. Is it? (laughs) Oh my god, I forgot. Yeah, Mike Stork dates the craziest women in the fucking world. So I guess uh, Mike can take us on this last one here. So it looks like the judge in the case had no choice but to dismiss all the charges. The defendants did go on record and say, my bad, to the victim (laughs) (laughs) in the case. It's a real uh, formal thing they do in Australia. You could plead my bad. Right. <laughs> yeah, it's, all, it's old English common law. Yeah. 
<laughs> Your Majesty, my client pleads my bad. <laughs> but other than a funny story to tell and a half-assed apology, the victim still had to buy a new window and live with the knowledge that his nearby neighbor is a complete freak show. <laughs> <laughs> so could you imagine what that HOA meeting is going to be like with those neighbors there? That's going to be a fun conversation, I bet. Yeah. <laughs> or maybe that guy was just really into that, and he never knew how to bring it up to anybody, and so now he's got a partner in crime. Bobby, always the optimist. <laughs> no, just this once, actually. <laughs> and all the houses got nice new big numbers to show their addresses. <laughs> <laughs> everybody, everybody has to post their safe word on their door now. <laughs> <laughs> That's an HULO I can get behind, Carlos. And with all the free advertising that that kidnapping business got, they opened up another franchise. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so our next one. Usually the Karens of the world say stupid shit that makes them look like idiots, and that's the end of the story. Well, one Florida Karen found a way to join forces with other Karens and use their combined hubris and stupidity to almost take down a company. So Bobby's got the headline here. Florida Karen is an incredible combination. Yeah, get that Twitter handle yeah. if it's yeah. not taken. <laughs> <laughs> you the real Florida Karen. Yeah, you thought Florida man was bad. Wait till you check out Florida Karen. <laughs> oh, man. It's just Florida man, but dumber and cuntier. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, Florida yeah, Karen just... and Uncle Alaska. <laughs> <laughs> that should be a sitcom. <laughs> I always say that Alaska is Florida's Florida. (laughs) (laughs) A a Florida mother is going viral after claiming without evidence that a popular sunscreen caused her baby to have seizures and almost die. After sharing this with her circle of entitled middle-aged white women, without fact-checking, they all started sharing and reposting the original story. After a few days, it had racked up 85,000 views and had 35,000 comments from concerned mothers across the country. See, this pisses me off. I'm, I'm sure this is going off the rails here in a second. That got 85,000 views. <laughs> <laughs> I know exactly I, where you're going with I this. I post out some bomb-ass jokes. It'll get like five likes. Uh-huh. <laughs> My sister got sucked into this stuff a few years ago. She was talking about something she saw on Facebook about children dry drowning <laughs> it was some, it was dry drowning? somebody had made up yeah look it up it's it's this insane thing but apparently they just it just got shared enough times like this it, it was like the QAnon of ways your children could die <laughs> dry drowning dry drowning yeah that's like oxygen asphyxiation or something (laughs) (laughs) gluten-free bacon (laughs) yeah so this shit gets a million views meanwhile i'm lucky if i get any of my stand-up videos to get seven so dude i guess the secret recipe for you then is to fucking collect a bunch of milfs and karens as your fans and then just share anti-vax hacks and then they're gonna repost you to the moon you just need a baby gonna, as a prop and just make up some horseshit thing that almost killed your baby. I'm just going to start labeling all my stand-up clips on YouTube things like laundry fail. <laughs> <laughs> you'll, you'll never believe what happened with this laundry fail. <laughs> right, 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 right. <laughs> oh, 
And what is it? Uh, Ten eco-friendly tips you can do to piss people off. <laughs> <laughs> piss off the libtards. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Like, I see that, like, in my YouTube feed. It's like, every once in a while, like, one of those will, like, blah, 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 to piss people off. I'm like, why? <laughs> what is the obsession <laughs> with pissing people off? Like, why can't... Yeah. I just learned how to change the fucking filter on the refrigerator. Why do yeah. I have to anger somebody also? That's the kind of article you write when you're mad you work at BuzzFeed. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, exactly. Yeah, just like your journalism degree pissed off your parents. <laughs> right. <laughs> by the way, you guys should check out my video of top 10 ways to piss people off by changing a refrigerator filter. <laughs> <laughs> So anyway, the, the opening of the original post from Karen reads, quote, Please pay attention to what you are putting on your babies. I thought I was making one of the best choices picking baby Gannix, but I was sadly mistaken, unquote. Shortly after, other brave women came forward with similar anecdotal claims. One woman posted, quote, I've been using baby Gannix all week at the river and I am so sick. I wonder if it messed up my immune system, unquote. <laughs> and then another intrepid Karen sleuth connected the dots and wrote, quote, maybe this is why Matthias has been so weird lately. I'm buying different sunscreen in the morning, unquote. By the end of the first day, tens of thousands of mothers were blaming the brand for everything from causing autism to explosive <laughs> diarrhea. See, now that's ridiculous because autism is from vaccines. <laughs> I would also like to point out uh, at the river. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah, I took my baby down to the river. Like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Whatever. I was trying to drown my baby, and then he got so <laughs> sick. Right. Maybe it's that river. It's downstream from like some fucking chemical factory. Yeah, yeah. I was at the Flint River, but I'm pretty sure it was the sunscreen that made him sick. <laughs> I took the infants down to go sunbathing. Down by the chemical plant. <laughs> don't, definitely don't use this sunscreen when you bathe at DuPont Lake. Yeah, definitely don't. <laughs> definitely don't name your child Matthias. <laughs> so by day two, hundreds of thousands of women had taken to Instagram and Twitter to share a post claiming that baby Gannix was greenwashing people and that their products were toxic to humans. However, by day three... Scientists, doctors, and citizen bloggers stepped in to tell the horde of hateful Karens that they were all full of shit, and this baby sunscreen brand had the same shit that all other baby sunscreens had, <laughs> and there was nothing to see here. Move along. Yeah, citizen, doctors, and scientists, or as I call them, the deep state. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be kind of funny if they sued all of those people for for libel. <laughs> Just like yeah. some reverse class action lawsuit. Yeah. First class action lawsuit that's like Monsanto versus 500 Karens. <laughs> yeah, wow, that, that would be like, whose side do you take at that point where it's like Monsanto versus, that's like Hitler versus Stalin type of shit. <laughs> that is the ultimate pick your poison scenario right there. Yeah. So Mike can take us on this last one here. Yeah, so by the end of the week, the original Karen, also known as the OK, was uh, <laughs> <laughs> the original. Because you go to New York and then you have the real original Karen, famous right. original Karens. Yeah, um, that's right. Number one and, uh, Karen. And none of them have a man. One dollar Karen. <laughs> <laughs> 
and none of them have a manager you can speak to either. Um, <laughs> so the original Karen was sharing promo codes. Oh, oh, this gets good. For her OnlyFans? Uh, she was sharing <laughs> promo codes for a rival Kitty sunscreen brand called Tubby Todd. Look at that. <laughs> How oh, interesting. What did you know? The How about that? Uh, on top of the hate that she received from promoting a brand that normalizes <laughs> at babies, her affiliate marketing moves made many questions. She didn't just make up the whole story, which obviously I think we can say she probably did. If you can't trust an entitled woman peddling obvious pseudoscience in the name of helicopter parenting, who can you trust? <laughs> Wait, so hold on. So they were mad at her for promoting a brand that normalizes fat babies. So, yeah, the, God forbid. Yeah. Right? The, I draw a line somewhere. What is this? The, what is this? A renaissance? Come on. <laughs> yeah, that baby's very Rubenesque. Right? So they were essentially, they're okay with fat shaming baby brands? I don't know. I would like to think that we could live in a world where all the other Karens were angry that this was all just a marketing ploy to promote Tubby Todd baby sunscreen. <laughs> and and not that they were, well, I mean, the way it reads, it sounds like they were more upset that she was trying to make fat kids okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, like, I can't believe it. You know, I trusted Karen. And turns out this whole time, she was just trying to undermine me giving my children body image issues. <laughs> exactly, dude. How the hell am I going to get my daughter to start making herself vomit after every meal when she thinks it's okay to be tubby? <laughs> Sounds like all these people need to be dry drowned. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, this, this story really does give us the ultimate blueprint for how to take down any publicly traded company. You just get a bunch of angry, stupid as fuck Karens together to make up some pseudoscience bullshit about some brand with some preposterous claims that could easily be fact-checked, and then the shit's yeah. just going to catch on fire. This is the type of shit that drives me mad on Facebook and shit, is people that'll post links to shit that you could... It literally would take you... 30 seconds to Google whether yeah. that's true or not. Yeah, the top five results will tell you it's not true every time. And, yeah, and they'll yeah. fucking go. Like, I just saw somebody post the other day. It was some picture of NASCAR drivers kissing the ground because at the brickyard in Indianapolis, that's something that they do. They kiss the bricks. It's just a thing that they've been doing for years. And somebody posted, look at this. Now they're making NASCAR drivers pray to Allah. <laughs> this person actually <laughs> believed that was true. I so wish that was what was happening. That would yeah. be amazing. <laughs> I, yeah, exactly. Wouldn't that be? Also, I didn't even know if it was a thing. Now we're uh, fat shaming babies. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like, can you imagine a fucking baby that looks like a Holocaust survivor? That would be the most fucking frightening baby you'd ever seen. But that would be a fierce supermodel baby there, Carlos. Uh, yeah, that's right. That would be the next Kate Moss. Yeah, fat babies bad, fat adults brave. Just so we're clear. Just so we're clear. So you're going to have babies signing up for P90X classes. <laughs> yeah, look, look, at, look at the abs on that baby. <laughs> the second half of our kindergarten curriculum is mostly CrossFit. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and then Zumba. Looks like somebody's had a few too many bottles today. <laughs> you really think you need that extra applesauce there, Timmy? 
Moving on to our next topic, unethical life hacks. We script the bells of the internet to find the most amazing life hacks for those brave enough to dare. So set your moral compasses south and join us for the special edition of Unethical Life Hacks. Ooh. By the way, this is a special edition, Mike. We don't usually do this, but uh, <laughs> yeah. yes, we're doing special edition, yep. Are you unable to get dates because you're too short? Lie about your height in your bio and show up to your dates in a wheelchair. <laughs> <laughs> no one will be able to confirm that you're below six feet tall. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, I'm paraplegic, be... at least I'm not short. It's this like might... stolen valor, but with disabilities. <laughs> is this why Stephen Hawking got all that pussy? <laughs> right. So is this a concern for short guys? I mean, I've seen some people who are a little afraid. Is this kind of like one of those things where you'd rather play crippled than to have a lady think you're short? I mean, I, I think either way, you're disqualified for the most part. Women in general do not like short men. Well, plus two, it's where are you going to go from there? At some point, <laughs> I mean, you're just going to keep this up. Like you actually fall in love and get married yeah. and you just have right. to stay on that fucking wheelchair forever. You're like, no, my legs don't work, but I can still fuck. Right? Yeah, best case scenario, you're going to have to get out of the chair. How long would you keep the ruse up, though, if she was really hot? If she's like an eight or above, do you just keep playing the fucking ruse forever? No, this know. is what you do. You meet her, and then on your second date, you go to one of those fucking preacher guys that pretend they oh. can cure them. And then you're like, oh, my God. Oh, you get faith <laughs> Yeah. Then you're and like then she cured. breaks up with you on the spot for being too short. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she doesn't give a fuck about the miracles. She's just like, oh, okay, you're under six feet. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but that might be out of the pan into the fire because now from there forward, you got to pretend like you believe in religion. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that, yeah. That's the bigger problem there. Right. Yeah, I got every Sunday morning, I got to fucking wake up. <laughs> it's like, honey, don't you want to come on? Jesus is the whole reason that you can do me in the butt now. I mean, well, uh, fine. <laughs> yeah. yeah aren't you grateful you can walk now like ah that motherfuck <laughs> i mean that's really like i don't do the dating sites anymore but i did it for like a year or two and i just sort of be as honest as fucking possible i don't know if i put my height on there but i would be like listen i'm i'm a comedian i'm broke all the time i'm not buying your dinner <laughs> so like i am that, on the lamb yeah so if at that point somebody hits you up they're like all right this is on you you know what you're getting into yeah it's buyer beware <laughs> yeah you've, exactly. you've read them the disclaimer right exactly <laughs> caveat emptor like this is what you're signing on for yeah it's like, I, I got friends that date women that have guns pointing at her vag <laughs> <laughs> Acquire man boobs to increase your chances of sleeping with a lesbian. So is that your only option if you are with man boobs to kind of sleep with a lesbian? Is that how it works? I wouldn't know, but I mean, the thing is, you'd have to find a lesbian that's clearly just into boobs and hairy boobs. Yeah. <laughs> just awful, awful boobs. Yeah. <laughs> so this hack would work better if you use Nair and or just maybe had... Less hair to begin with or something. But what about women that are chubby chasers? Are we just saying that probably not as much a thing as the lesbians? 
you know what I have wondered though is dudes that are there's dudes that are big enough that'll have like at least like a B cup size boob like do you get anything out of that like, are you talking same? about my quarantine boob i'm talking about the pictures you sent me last night <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean i think if it's an a cup you can make the argument that maybe it's a skeeta bite i've seen that meme going around about is this an a cup breast or do you have a skeeta bite it's like a mosquito uh, thing or whatever there's another one of these things that is just never going to work because uh you're still going to have a dick so unless you're willing to <laughs> really commit and fucking chop your dick off it's not you know as soon as they see the dick i'm pretty sure the lesbian's going to be like i'm out yeah if you can find a way to like come up with a medical term for it followed by the word survivor <laughs> <laughs> that's the real life hack right there yeah Right? Like, I'm a male born with this, that, something, something, ism survivor. Oh right. my god, you're so brave. Yeah, and if you reject me, then you're just not woke. There yeah. <laughs> Clear, like, clearly a Nazi at that point. Yeah, you just shame somebody into staying with you. Like, they're a bigot if they leave. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. He's like, hey, at least I'm six foot tall. Right? <laughs> Hey everybody, here's your weekly shout out. Just want to remind you that we are on social media, so please follow us. Most importantly though, we have Patreon, patreon.com slash comedy, where you can throw us a few bucks. Even if you just throw us three bucks, you get all the bonus material that we put out there. We have bonus interviews. This week we're putting our first indecorous video out because we, sometimes we talk about visual shit that you can't see on the podcast. Well, this time we're putting a visual thing. We're putting it on YouTube and the link is going to be on our indecorous intercation Patreon. It's the way everyone's so, appetite. It's a paraplegic porn, I think. We were yeah, discussing. paraplegic porn or as Bobby called it, coronavirus porn. Because <laughs> that's how ableist he is. <laughs> So you can check all that stuff out on our Patreon just for $3. You get all the bonus content. If you can throw us more money, we appreciate that too. And there's also more bonuses for that. And we also want to give a big shout out to Pam P for becoming our latest Patreon supporter. Love you, Pam. Love you, Pam. And again, we said this the last podcast. We're going to say it again. We have merch now. We finally have an indecorous merch. Which, if you are a Patreon supporter, you get a discount on our merch. Ian, what do we got? Where can the people find this shit? So, in Decorous merch, we've got links on our main website. If anyone just wants to hit that URL, it's teespring.com slash stores slash merch. We've got some amazing original designs right off of the show. Our new design for the ladies this week, Beans Out for Harambe. So, Beans Out for Harambe. You guys know the fucking amazing, beautiful grill that was put down tragically. Now all the decorous ladies of the world can show their support for Harambe with the beans out for Harambe design. I'm I mean, or if you hate Harambe, then I guess don't buy a shirt. Yeah, go to indecorousentertation.com for all your dated reference merchandise needs. Hell yeah. <laughs> we are all up on that beans out for Harambe shit. <laughs> and two girls, one cup, but it's us. <laughs> it's three hosts, one cup. I say me and Carlos can be the girls. Bobby can be the cup. I didn't want to give a spoiler, but yeah, that's basically the way it works. Yeah, that's for the top tier supporters. Get it while it's cheap, by the way, because the prices are going up. You know this inflation and shit. 
Yeah, plus it's bound to be collectible. Let's get it while you can. These are limited time only because we are probably going to get canceled soon. Okay, go get your commemorative Indecorous merch. Carlos just turned 30, so he may not remember this, but <laughs> anybody that's ever taken a taxi knows how terrible they used to be. They were late. They wouldn't show. It cost $1,000 a mile, didn't take credit cards, and would even refuse riders if they didn't like what you looked like or where you were going. Just about anything else would have been better, and with a bar that low, a company called Uber stepped in to raise it just a little bit. Since we don't have enough time to air out all their dirty laundry, these are just some of the greatest hits of the ride-sharing service, Uber. And Bobby's taking us on this first one here and is a former employee. He has a little <laughs> secret sauce. This is before Bobby started making millions off this podcast and <laughs> was able to retire from Uber and Lyft. <laughs> so, so in full disclosure, I worked for Uber and Lyft more than five years ago. And in my two years at the company, the shittiest thing I saw outside of pay being repeatedly slashed from like 225 a mile when I started to 75 cents a mile before commission and expenses. Jesus. Yeah. It was uh, this predatory partnership that they formed to lease and sell new cars to drivers who didn't have access to traditional financing. <laughs> so the company, this was Uber specifically, bombarded drivers with texts encouraging us to lease and buy these vehicles because the expensive payments were deducted directly from our earnings. And after pushing this program for what seemed like forever, they instituted another rate cut, meaning that anyone that signed up for that program now had to work more hours to pay for the new cars that were quickly depreciating in value. Huh. Sounds like capitalism to me. That checks out. Yeah. It, before we go any further, is this going to turn into the same thing we did last week with the algorithmic trading fails <laughs> where you both are just complaining about your day jobs? <laughs> Dude, last no, week. Last, no, 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 no. Yeah. You got it all wrong. I'm complaining about jobs I had five years ago. Yeah, okay, okay. <laughs> Last last week we did like Ian works in finance, so we did a whole fucking deep dive on finance where fintech none of bro, us. Fintech, bro. Yeah, we didn't know what the fuck was going on, and I don't know if we're gonna get into the minutia of Uber and Lyft now because Bobby's pissed off. Yeah, did all kinds guy. of ten dollar words we don't understand about mufflers and fucking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Next week we're gonna do me complaining about sending avails and how bookers don't reply to my emails. What does that word even mean? Is that like an anvil? Is that like, yeah, like acne exactly, yeah. cartoons We're all going to get dropping. into the minutia of our personal lives and how much we hate <laughs> being alive. <laughs> now, next week, we're moving on to tire pressure. Yeah. Oh. oh, fuck it. Don't get me started about tire pressure. <laughs> oh, Mike oh. would have been a good guest for tire pressure. Oh, fuck I weighed Mike, in on that Mike's one. Mike's on my yeah. side. Listen, again, let's not get into this right now because I can talk for an hour about this. <laughs> but Mike, Mike, did you not back me up when I, I hit you up? 100%. Like I, so I literally read books about this shit. And so when I saw Carlos's post, I was just like, all right. Ignore, 
<laughs> Ignore all the other fucking idiots chiming in on this. It's, you were training for that post your entire life. <laughs> this was my time to shine. <laughs> like, I was like, for years, I was like, why do I even keep Mike Stork around as a friend? And it right? finally paid off. Right. This is called the long con. <laughs> but yeah, it's basically like the pressure that they write on the side of the tire is essentially this is the maximum you can put yes with the maximum weight anything right. else and we're not legally responsible for what happened exactly. <laughs> yep well anyway anyway going back to this uber shit that nobody gives a fuck about <laughs> uber was filling their driver's tires with lead <laughs> <laughs> they were filling it with roundup <laughs> The one good thing to be said about old school taxis was that the price was always the same. Uber thought this was ridiculous and introduced the world to surge pricing, where the price of trips can go up to as much as eight times their normal cost when demand is high. As upset as people were to have this happen on New Year's Eve, Uber really pissed off people when desperate riders were hit with surge pricing when most public transportation was down in NYC in the aftermath of Hurricane Sandy. Yeah, that's pretty shitty. They 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 started fucking charging people more to get away from dying. Yeah, yeah like, well, it was like the the subway was out of commission, so they're like, oh, jackpot! Now it's time to make some cha ching. <laughs> so yeah. the natural disasters are great for business. Yeah, they were probably pissed that they weren't around when nine eleven happened. <laughs> yeah, they were able to piss all these people off with only one reason. So I hear that Uber spent millions to gain the rights to Native American rain dances. <laughs> it looks like you'd really like a lift to get uh, up the hill away from that flooding. <laughs> looks like uh, it's going to cost you 500 bucks there, buddy. Yeah, I mean, or you can die. I mean, if that's what you want. The free market economy. I mean... <laughs> So ever the believer in healthy competition, Uber employees in January 2014 created fake accounts on rival startup Get Taxi's app for the sole purpose of scheduling and then canceling rides. Top executives in New York were allegedly involved in the plan and would try to convince Get Taxi drivers to work for Uber. Uber called the strategy a sales tactic that got too aggressive, but then Uber went on to repeat the same practices against Lyft and other rivals. This thing is like actually my favorite all-time business tactic. Could you imagine wow. like if other companies did this? I mean, I guess this worked pretty well because I've never heard of get taxi. Yeah, <laughs> I'm telling you, put those yeah, this will put them under, man. That's like yeah. So we did have a cardiac surgeon scheduled for your grandma, but <laughs> <laughs> turns out it was just a bot that was trying to pwn us. <laughs> <laughs> That's the best. So previously criticized for promoting a corporate culture that's disrespectful of women, go figure, including a promotion in France to pair customers with, quote, hot chick drivers, end quote. Uber was actually banned in Delhi, India in December of 2014 after a passenger reported that she was taken to a secluded area and raped by her driver. To date, over 100 Uber drivers have now been accused of sexual assault or abuse of passengers. But wait a second, you can... Oh, are these two separate things? Because it started out with, like, you can get a hot chick driver, and uh -huh. now a passenger got raped by the driver. Uh -huh. Well, apparently calling the female drivers hot chick drivers, that's very sexist, so that's negative. And uh -huh. then the getting raped is, 
you know, a little slightly more negative. Getting raped is a faux pas. I won't deny that. Well, uh, apparently in Australia, that's a service you can pay for. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I will say that I'm not surprised that it's France where they have the hot chick drivers. (laughs) France, Italy. It's like, I don't know. Like, ciao, hey, Antonio, we're going to get a hot chick driver. She's got a nice legs. I'm picturing like the same thing, but maybe like in Germany where it's like, you think it's a hot chick driver, but once you get into the back seat and the doors lock, you look in the front seat and it's just two guys wearing leather zipper masks with machetes. <laughs> oh, dude. <laughs> Best day ever. <laughs> well, uh, what's funny about that paragraph to me is that they were promoting a culture that was disrespectful to women. First example, they had hot chick drivers. Second example, women are getting raped. Yeah. Like, I think one yeah. of these examples is a lot more extreme than the other one. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. We'll talk to a feminist, Carlos. They might say these two are a little closer to equal. It's, yeah, it's all rape culture. <laughs> <laughs> one just actually performed the rape. The other was just... <laughs> yeah, but it's all the same. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, both definitely disrespectful. <laughs> and like, yes, so, yeah. <laughs> it's a very long, very wide, rapey umbrella that we're all sitting under right here, fellas. Yeah, I'd like to see the rape victim go up to the police department and be like, uh, yeah, these guys were disrespectful. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, don't you rate the drivers? How would you rate your driver? Um, he raped me. Yeah, like, so, what the fuck? In other words, disrespectful. <laughs> yeah, he, he set all my luggage on fire. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Bobby's got this next one here. (laughs) In September of 2013, a passenger in Washington, D.C. tweeted that her driver pulled her out of the car by her throat because she was kissing her white husband. Wow. (laughs) The driver insisted she was extremely drunk and aggressive and a fight had broken out between them. Apparently he did not deny grabbing her by the throat. (laughs) 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 I chokeslammed her out of the car. That's what I do. That's what you do with women. <laughs> I was being disrespectful, just like we were taught. Uh, yeah, I uh, mean, what do you think this is, Brant? <laughs> I mean, she wasn't a hot chick. <laughs> so, Uber CEO Travis Kalanick immediately stepped up to the plate, blaming the media for thinking that Uber is quote somehow liable for these incidents that aren't even real in the first place. (laughs) (laughs) It's always the media, right? Like shapeshifters like George Soros putting whatever fluoride in the water to make our frogs secretly gay. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Sleep stack hiding out underneath the pizza shops. (laughs) (laughs) Also notice it's sort of implied in the story is the driver pulled her out of the car by her throat because she was kissing her white husband. It doesn't just say husband. To me, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. Maybe, you know, maybe I'm reading it wrong, but to me, it reads like the driver had an issue with it being like an interracial relationship or whatever. That, no, he yeah. was very woke, and he was mad because she was also white. How dare you? <laughs> yeah, he's, the, a white woman marrying a white man is racism. Oh, totally. <laughs> Unconscionable. All right, so Carlos has oh. got this next one here. Well, in light of the bad press, they were catching from random bad apples. In November of 2014, Uber came up with a novel idea to do opposition research on reporters. Well, oh my God, and that's the way to do it. Jesus, they figured that if they had dirt on the media, they could blackmail them into giving them nothing but good press. They allegedly spent millions on this sweet idea, and less bad apples were found for a little while. So this actually worked for a little bit. Yeah, dude. If life gives Bounce you bad apples. Threaten to leak bestiality deepfakes, and people will fall in line. Bitches will play along. 
Wow. So they followed the Harvey Weinstein model of trying to yeah. get off of getting charged with shit? <laughs> yeah, they had yeah, the Mossad on the case. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Jesus. That's insane. Yeah, so they're not quite the friendly car company you thought they were. Yeah, this is like some SS-type tactics. Well, their name is Uber. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> Which, the yeah, Uber I guess, vehicle. I guess that explains where that fucking name came from. Connecting a few dots here, yeah. Welcome to our car service. It's Uber. <laughs> <laughs> so in February Uber. of 2016, Uber paid $28 million to settle lawsuits, arguing Uber misled customers about safety practices and were banned from using terms like industry-leading, or best-in-class, when describing its background checks. That same month, driver Jason Dalton in Kalamazoo, Missouri, who Michigan. passed... Michigan. <laughs> ah, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Good job, Bobby. Somebody's never worked for Yoder. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Somebody had a road comic. What, 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 what are the first two letters of Missouri again? Oh, that's right. They're the fucking same. God damn it. Anyway. Yeah. So is Mississippi. Mississippi. All right. What, whatever. Yeah, it's a mess. <laughs> That same month, driver Jason Dalton in Kalamazoo, uh, M- Michigan? Okay, Michigan, whatever. Mississippi. Mississippi. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Mississauga. Pause, pause for editing. <laughs> that same month, driver Jason Dalton in Kalamazoo, Mississippi, who passed those background no! checks, shot and killed six strangers, breaking between murders to drive passengers around for the ride-sharing service. Holy shit. So this guy was actually... <laughs> between murders, just like, you know, I need to make my yeah. quota. Yeah. You're, you're hey killing guys. people. You're definitely not going to get caught. You got to make a few bucks, you know? Make you still got to eat. Still gotta eat. Anybody need a ride from the dump? <laughs> <laughs> so, so I guess the first mistake I'll point out here is you can't use these fucking quantifiable superlatives like industry-leading best-in-class. you got to go with, we're the most awesome. We're the dopest. We're the illest. You can't get sued for that shit. Yeah, right. We, we have the dopest background checks. <laughs> <laughs> that shit's the most fucking lit. Our cars are the most... Yeah, <laughs> our background checks are fire. <laughs> yeah, they're <laughs> ill, so. you're, you're not getting sued for that shit. And then for this Jason Jabroni that fucking couldn't pull a proper murder off, obviously your murder game is weak if you didn't know how to bury the bodies or whatever. Yeah, so, he's uh, going to be the laughing stock of Kalamazoo, Mississippi. <laughs> yeah. I, that's why I never. I, that's why I never took that Yoder gig well, in Kalamazoo, Mississippi, because right? I was like fucking murder Ubers up in that bitch. Yeah. Well, and also the way it's worded, it's like he shot and killed six strangers, right? So it wasn't somebody he knew. It wasn't like after I drop off this ride. I'm going to go kill that fucker that works at 7-Eleven. 7-Eleven. It's always skimpy on the nacho cheese, right? It's just strangers, and it reads like... It wasn't like he, like, got out of the car, shot six people, and then gave somebody a ride later. It's like, you know, <laughs> shoot one or two. Well, I killed those people. I pick up a lift for a little bit. Like, uh, oh, so where are you headed to this evening? You know? And, uh, <laughs> like, that was uh, his smoke break? He just had a murder right, smoke break? Right. Right. What? Oh, that's just ketchup. I had a hot dog. It just went all over my shirt. Anyway, all right. Well, you guys are here. Have fun, you kids. All right. All right. That son of a bitch over there at the bus stop's going to get it. <laughs> like, like, he's like literally like, shoot some people, give a couple rides, shoot some people. Got to clear his head, man. Well, well he was very careful not to murder any passengers because he wouldn't want to lose that sweet Uber gig. Oh, yeah. You'll get like a bad review. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you might get a you might get a disrespectful review. <laughs> That's right. the worst rating possible. 
What's going on with our driver in Kalamazoo? Well, he got a couple of reviews saying he shot people, but no rapes, right? <laughs> yeah, that's right. Oh, man. All right, so despite their history of hiring some bad apples, which, yeah, that's putting it mildly. Yeah, you know months, those bad apples that fucking rape you? Right, and, and, and shoot. And shoot you. <laughs> oh, wait, are we talking about cops again? Oh, yeah, yeah. Right? At least he wasn't shooting people, like, from the car while he had a... Like, <laughs> like, he wasn't... He, <laughs> He wasn't doing drive-bys. Right. Like, we were on our way to go see a movie, and the driver just rolls his window down and blasts a few pedestrians. Yeah, it's like, hey, I just got to roll by South Central real quick, and then I'll get you to your fucking theater. <laughs> it's kind of a retro thing, you know, we drive by, we shoot yes. some crips, then we like, social listen, distance. Man, I, I mean, I tell you, get out of the car, but like you're pretty cool. You can hang. Yeah, four stars. <laughs> you don't need a social distance. So, so Uber apparently teamed up with Lyft a few months later in Austin, Texas, spending $8 million campaigning against proposed laws in the city that would require fingerprinted background checks for the drivers. Why would you need that, right? <laughs> <laughs> They're hiring the best people. The best practices. Just, just trust them. Just trust them. Industry leading. All of our drivers <laughs> have applied super glue to their fingerprints. <laughs> Voters ultimately approved the laws, and both companies stopped operating in the city until more. <laughs> God damn. Until more successful lobbying efforts at the state level overturned the Austin's stricter rules. Dude, I love it when businesses, business competitors can put aside their petty differences and unite for the greater good of fucking over the consumers. I mean, this shit gives <laughs> yeah. me the feels. The thing is, I think you guys are seeing it from a pessimistic point of view, because <laughs> the way I see it, hey, they're, they're providing employment to murderers. Right? <laughs> Nobody else will hire these murderers. Reforming these guys villains. are at least trying to provide them a way to make a living. While still being able to take care of their hobby. Yeah, the right? job creators. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we, we've, got, we've got Uber opening up outside Joliet Prison in Illinois. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the unemployment numbers. Have you looked at the unemployment numbers? Don't look at the murder numbers. Look at the unemployment. It's gone down. Our one driver, uh, Joey Stalin, he has had <laughs> yeah. over 9 million rides this month just, alone. Just because he's got a swastika tattooed on the front of his neck doesn't mean that he's not a good person. Some of the riders <laughs> did complain about the exhaust smell. <laughs> hey, he but always keeps the windows up. As long as those tires are properly inflated. Exactly. <laughs> oh, don't get me started. <laughs> so in February of 2017, a female engineer who used to work at Uber published a blog post about sexual harassment and gender inequality at the company. She claimed a manager propositioned her for sex, but complaints to HR were dismissed because the manager was a high performer. Kalanick pledged to look into the allegations and hired former Attorney General Eric Holder to lead an independent investigation into its workplace culture. A New York Times follow-up report alleged Uber employees did cocaine during a company trip <laughs> and a manager had to be fired after groping multiple women. <laughs> All right, the groping thing, I'm against, but I don't mind the cocaine thing if it'll keep them awake while they're driving. Yeah, <laughs> yeah now you're just blowing up somebody's spot. Leave them alone. Yeah, no shit. <laughs> 
well, maybe we're getting to this later, but did any of these people that got raped or murdered, did they get a discount on their rate or the ride? <laughs> yeah, they got a $10 credit. They got a $10 credit. Okay, <laughs> yeah. okay. Uh, yeah, that yeah, was, was the just, settlement. I was just making sure they made this right. Yeah. A $10 gift card at Chipotle. It was expired. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and Eric Holder, really? That's like... It's like bringing in Bill Barr. What? The guy who, like, <laughs> the guy who uh, cleaned up that Iran Contra mess? Yeah, he'll do a good job. Yeah, yeah. Let's, get, let's get Oliver North on this motherfucker. Right. <laughs> yeah, that's, a, that, that's a reference the millennials will get. <laughs> so, Carlos got this next one here. Also in 2017, Waymo, formerly Google's self driving car division, accused Uber of using stolen technology to advance its own autonomous car development. In their lawsuit against Uber, the company claimed ex-Google engineers stole Waymo's laser sensor design that allows self-driving cars to map their surroundings. Maybe they should have stolen some better technology, though, because in 2018, one of their self-driving cars hit and killed a pedestrian in Arizona. Womp, womp, womp. I actually saw this video. I remember this. Because I watch a lot of uh, people getting run over by cars. Was there blooper music? <laughs> that's, that's my the Benny Hill. <laughs> the Benny Hill soundtrack. <laughs> so, but that person fucking jumped in front of the car. So but like a deer, kinda, basically. Well, they walked right in front of a car in front of the highway. I mean, even a human being wouldn't have been able to fucking avoid that. You hear to her, folks, and Carlos is victim blaming again. But I think I'm feeling the conspiracy that Carlos is putting out there. This was obviously someone trying to tank fucking Uber stock price. So they got a homeless guy, like, we're going to give your family insurance money. Just go die. And he was like, all right, cool. So he, he's like, I'm going to heaven anyway, whatever. So he jumps in front of the car. Their stock price goes down. His family gets paid. Yeah, Everyone right. wins, it right? Was, it was somebody from Google that fucking pushed that person in front of the car. That's what it was. <laughs> well, what, it was, I think, well, it was a Google car that hit the pedestrian, right? No, it was um, an Uber car. It was, it was an Uber, Uber car. Using with... Google's stolen technology. No, no, no. What I'm saying is, is that I think at the time that when Uber's car hit the pedestrian, I think that a Google employee named Karen... <laughs> oh my god i can see this going viral already right <laughs> and she she posted it on tiktok yeah that's like, right oh my god you guys aren't gonna believe what just you, happened this google car is about to hit me you will never believe what happened five ways to get hit by an uber car that'll piss people off <laughs> so in south carolina a University of South Carolina student was murdered. Wait, a University of South Carolina university student. <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> Not making that mistake again, friends. Anyway, uh, a University of South Carolina student was murdered after getting into a car she mistakenly thought was her Uber. Following the incident, the South Carolina House of Representatives passed a bill requiring ride-sharing drivers to post illuminated company signs. So I guess this is the happy ending that we were missing from our first story, right? Or wait, am I get, I'm getting it backwards here. So I guess the lesson is that if you're accidentally going to bust into a house or get into a car, you got to be dressed in S&M daddy leather with machete, and then right. that'll have a happy ending. <laughs> right. But I think most of the cars will have a sign or a sticker. I know Lyft for a while had the thing where 
the headlights would have eyelashes or there'd be like a big mustache. He has a big oh, pink yeah. fur, fuzzy mustache. <laughs> yeah. And it was like, oh, okay, so that's the identifier that's like, not a murderer or whatever. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm not too, a crazy person. I've yeah. got a pink mustache on my car. I'm, I'm right. too whimsical to be a rapist. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> like Ted Bundy with his fake broken arm. <laughs> so Mike can take us home on this last one here. So one day before the company's initial public offering, Uber drivers around the world called for a strike against the company as they were upset about falling wages and a lack of transparency. Weird how workers tend to get all like bent out of shape about that kind of stuff, right? <laughs> yeah, they get um, so uppity. Right? Just, geez. We're not fingerprinting you guys anymore. We're letting you murder and rape to your heart's content. What else do now? You now you're complaining that the wages are less than a dollar? And so after fees, the company's commission and all the other costs, and I'm assuming they're not factoring in mileage and wear and tear on your vehicle. Or PSI. Or the PSI, <laughs> right? So after all that, right? So after the fees, the company's commission, all your other costs and stuff, the Uber drivers take home a whopping average of only $9.21 an hour, which doesn't really seem worth it to pretty much guarantee that somebody's going to puke in your car at some point. I made more money delivering subs and pizza in 2001. It seems like that's the common thread with a lot of these internet startup or shit that uses apps or internet to do their services. Is like, if you get in at the beginning, it's great. But within a couple of years, the pay goes to shit. Yeah. Yeah, I've often heard the analogy that you're not really earning income so much as just converting equity in your car into cash. Or if you're upside down on your car, then you're just using your car as negative depreciation as like a really bad payday loan. It's all about turnover. Like they'll just hire anybody and just beat their car all to shit. And then it always takes them three to six months for them to realize that it's not a good deal. And then they quit. So yeah. in your case, how many years did you work there, Bobby? Five years, I think. <laughs> it, I was in at the beginning, dude. They, this okay. Is, okay. they literally used to pay us to sit around because they had to have drivers for there to be customers. Uh, but there were no customers yet. So, but, so they just paid us hourly to sit at coffee shops. It was pretty yeah. great. That's usually when uh, Bobby leaves jobs is when there's like, what? I can't sit around anymore? <laughs> exactly. <I'm out>. <laughs> <laughs> that's when he starts trying to start up a union. <laughs> Jesus. Well, that's like uh, like Facebook and like MySpace and like any uh, like pretty much I don't know like uh, let me think of it like porn right we'll use that as an example right so like uh, I know, like how you pretended that porn was not the first example that you were going <laughs> to think of anyway. Well, you know, um, it, it so, always goes back to porn with you. But it's like right VHS versus Betamax when videotapes first came out. Beta was actually a better quality of video, but porn industry decided to go with VHS, and so that was the catalyst. That's all it took. Okay, porn is doing VHS. Looks like we're all doing VHS, right? And DVD versus Laserdisc, you name it, whatever. Yeah, and, porn's uh, the trailblazer. It <laughs> makes you wonder how Bang Bus didn't become Uber. <laughs> <laughs> Well, speaking of porn, each week we heroically watch hundreds of hours of porn just to find these gems. The noble task of sitting through countless hours of bukkake, cuckolding, and senseless midget gangbangs. 
just to bring you the best Pornhub comments of the week. And I guess we can add to the list what we got figging, docking, diaper porn, and today, S&M fucking bondage, breaking and entering porn. Each week, the list gets longer and longer and longer. This comes to us from Salty Batman. I'm just here to say I hope everyone is happy and I hope everyone has a great life. <laughs> <laughs> and then long live Jasse. J- I don't know. Close something. enough. Close enough. I don't know if I can be happy. I worry too much about my health to the point where I get panic attacks if I get something as little as a bloody nose. I went to urgent care because I thought my panic attack was anaphylactic shock after I ate sushi. I know for damn sure I'm not allergic to sushi. What the fuck is wrong with me? I want to be happy. I don't want to spend my teenage years in fear. I just want to watch documentaries about properly inflated tires. (laughs) (laughs) And then goth girl tits responded. This man's dick kind of looks like a tube of cookie dough. Not gonna lie, fam. <laughs> wow. Props, props to Bobby, because I didn't know what NGL... Yeah, dude, was. I just learned a new yeah. one. Dude, Good I job. just got that on the fucking spot. I am, I am a wow. little proud of myself right now. Yeah, I, 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 I don't know. I was like, what the fuck does NGL mean? Not yeah. gonna lie. All right. <laughs> T-I-L-N-G-L. Wait, what? what? T-I-L-N-G-L. T-I-L? Oh, today, today I learned. Not gonna, ah, nice. uh, see? There you I go. Get, there you yeah, go. There you go. I'm you know what's funny is I didn't know that one, and I feel like I it's I've yeah, seen it. Uh, well, you Fuck, I didn't know any that. of those. Yeah, T I L is today I learned. Wow. You know well, what, I, uh, Mike? Yes, S D F U. Look, Carlos. The next time you need tire advice, R T F M. <laughs> all right fine i don't even I, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna pretend like i know what that is <laughs> read the fucking manual yeah oh. damn it wait did we even comment on this last thing all right we're just moving on we're just okay fine i, th- I think i think we've said all it needs to be said all right this comes from mcchicken butt Seriously, guys, if you woke up to this girl sucking your cock, would you A, enjoy now and ask questions later, or B, push her the fuck off and ask why her eyes are so far apart, like if Moses led the Jews between her eyes, like, damn. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I thought so. Jesus. (laughs) Well, you don't want to be rude. Well, I mean, I do have to say that I appreciate that her first metaphor was going back to the Old Testament. (laughs) Right? (laughs) So she had some biblical-looking fucked-up eyes there. I mean, because there's a a million other examples that you can make for things being far apart. Right. I was going to say Marty Feldman watching a tennis match. There you go. (laughs) But this person was like, no, I'm going to take it uh, to the Old Testament where Moses parted her eyes so the Jews could be free. (laughs) <laughs> Man, i bet she's got awesome peripheral vision though yeah basically she's saying i watch a lot of porn to the point where i also comment on the porn but i also know my bible <laughs> this has been awesome mike thanks so much for joining us you got shows you got social media you got merch plug away dude go for it as with i think most comedians uh, i don't have any shows lined up because the end of the world is coming my website you can find me online at 
error 404 file not found um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah my website is down but uh i am on facebook instagram i got videos up on youtube i got some new stuff i'm going to be putting up in the next couple of weeks the videos will be titled like sneezing kitten or laundry fail <laughs> yeah you can look up mike stork on youtube in 50 ways to piss off comedy audiences <laughs> Five hard jokes. You won't believe number eleven. <laughs> the large beverage companies don't want you to know about this comedy life hack. And, and you don't spell stork the traditional way, right? It's got a C in there, right? Yeah, it's a S T O R C K. The C stands for comedy. Um, <laughs> hey, Carlos, Bobby, you guys got anything? Well, much like Mike, I don't have any shows going on, so just follow me on social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, carlosvcomedy.com. Just look me up on that. And walk your cat. Incest is a small price to pay to have the superpower of necromancy.